Hello, my friends. Anthony Rota, the Speaker of the House, has resigned. He's a scapegoat for Justin Trudeau and Christia Freeland, who absolutely had to know who Yaroslav Hunka was, the Nazi uh, SS officer who they championed as a hero on Friday. I'll have the video of the resignation and a few other videos, too. I'd like you to see those, so please subscribe to what we call Rebel News Plus. It's the video version of this podcast. Just go to rebelnewsplus.com, click subscribe. It's eight bucks a month, which means a lot to us because, you know, if enough people sign up, it really adds up and we can pay our bills that way because we'll never take money from Trudeau. All right, here's today's podcast. Tonight, Trudeau fires Anthony Rota, the Speaker of the House, but terrible questions still remain. It's September 26th, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Shame on you, you sensorious bug. news today, Anthony Rota was sacked by the Liberals for introducing Nazi SS officer Yaroslav Hunka as a war hero in Parliament on Friday when Vladimir Zelensky was in town. Just a reminder of how that went down on Friday. We have here in the chamber today Ukrainian Canadians, Ukrainian Canadian world veteran from the Second World War who fought the Ukrainian independence against the Russians and continues to support the troops today, even at his age of 98. His name is Yaroslav Hunka, and uh, I was going to say he's in the gallery, but I think you beat me to that. <laughs> but I'm very proud to say that he is from North Bay and from my riding of Nipissing to Miskaming. <laughs> he's a Ukrainian hero, a Canadian hero, and we thank him for all his service. Thank you. read those words naturally. He read them from a script almost haltingly. I wonder who wrote the script for him. I don't think it was him. Was it a constituency staffer who thought this would be cool? We have an old Ukrainian soldier in our district, and that's a fit with this Ukrainian war today, so let's just slip him into the day's events and not tell anybody. I, I mean, I suppose technically that could happen, but I, I don't believe it. It's like those U.S. State of the Union speeches where the president calls out to someone in the audience, a military veteran or a small business person, and uses their background story to make a larger point. They're meticulously researched and vetted because they would never take liberties with such an event, not, not from a political point of view, not from a diplomatic point of view, not from a security point of view. Indeed, Karina Gould confirmed that Yaroslav Hanka had been vetted by the PMO. Unfortunately, I think my honorable colleague has misinterpreted 
what I was saying, what I was saying and what you yourself indeed have said is that you invited this particular individual, you yourself decided to recognize this individual without informing either the government or the Ukrainian delegation that you would be doing this. When it comes to everyone that was invited to parliament, of course that vetting happened. However, the decision, the decision to recognize an individual was that of the speaker. And I would ask that the members opposite would please be respectful. This is a very difficult time for all of us, but I do ask them to stick to the facts and the issue at hand, which was the fact that this individual was invited by the speaker and the decision to recognize by the speaker, not by the government. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I'm sorry, I just don't believe that Justin Trudeau and his office who were manipulative, control freak communications bosses would have let some stranger speak and without knowing who he was in advance. I just don't believe it. I think Anthony Rota is lying when he said it was him and only him. Here's what he said yesterday. I wish to make a brief statement. On Friday, in connection with my speech following the Ukrainian president's speech, I pointed out the presence of an individual in the gallery. It was my intention to show that the conflict between Russia and Ukraine is nothing new and that Ukrainians have unfortunately been subject to foreign aggression for far too long now and it's time it stopped. Subsequently become aware of more information which causes me to regret my decision to recognize this individual. I wish to apologize to the House, and I'm deeply sorry that I've offended many in my, with my gestures and remarks. I would also like to add that this initiative was entirely my own. The individual in question being from my writing and having been brought to my attention, no one including you, my fellow parliamentarians, or Ukraine, the Ukraine delegation, was privy to my remarks prior to their delivery. Do you believe that? I don't. Boy, did the Liberals ever put it on him, though. He's the bad guy. Not them. No, no. Blame him or, or blame the, the Russians. That's what Trudeau tried to do. Obviously, it's extremely upsetting that this happened. Uh, the speaker, speaker has uh, acknowledged his mistake. Uh, and has apologized, uh, but this is something that is deeply embarrassing to the Parliament of Canada and by extension to all Canadians. Uh, I think particularly of Jewish MPs and all members of the Jewish community across the country who are uh, celebrating Yom, or commemorating Yom Kippur today. Uh, I think it's going to be really important that all of us push back against Russian propaganda, Russian disinformation, and continue our steadfast and unequivocal support for Ukraine, uh, as uh, we did last week with announcing uh, further measures to stand with Ukraine in uh, Russia's illegal war against it. Yeah, the Russians made Trudeau do it. Talk about a propaganda coup for Putin. He just teed it up perfectly for them. So today it was done. It's with a heavy heart that I rise to inform members of my resignation as Speaker of the House of Commons. It has been my greatest honour as a parliamentarian to have been elected by you, my peers, to serve as the Speaker of the House of Commons for the 43rd and 44th Parliament. 
I have acted as your humble servant of this House, carrying out the important responsibilities of this position to the very best of my abilities. I would like to thank you, my colleagues, for your support and for your collegiality during my term as Speaker. This House is above any of us. Therefore, I must step down as your Speaker. I reiterate my profound regret for my error in recognizing an individual in the House during the joint address to Parliament of President Zelensky. That public recognition has caused pain to individuals and communities, including the Jewish community in Canada and around the world, in addition to survivors of Nazi atrocities in Poland, among other nations. I accept full responsibility for my actions. My resignation is effective at the end of the sitting day tomorrow, Wednesday, September 27th, to allow preparations for the election of a new speaker. Until that time, the deputy speakers will chair the House proceedings. Thank you. Merci. You know, I did a ton of media on this in the past 24 hours. I'm doing more tonight in Canada, uh, but also in the United States, where they see Trudeau more clearly than we see him because their journalists are not on Trudeau's payroll. I don't know if you saw this, but I saw this this morning in Blacklocks. That's one of the few independent media companies left in Ottawa. The story is called Admit Media Subsidies Failed. Let me read the headline. Subsidies will not save money losing news media, says a Department of Heritage memo. But, but I actually think that misses the point. The bailout was never intended to fix the industry. How could it? it it's like programs for the poor or the homeless aren't actually intended to stop them from being poor or homeless, then those social workers would be out of a job. Uh, the, the media bailout was intended to rent reporters in perpetuity, and more importantly, rent their editors and their publishers. And in that way, it was designed perfectly a renewable grant that has to be begged for every year by journalists to keep newspapers and TV stations on their toes, to keep them hungry, to keep them dependent on Trudeau. Of course, they don't want to save the industry. That would be a disaster for Trudeau to have a healthy, independent news media again. It is very much working as planned, keeping the media dependent on Trudeau so they cover him with butterfly kisses. That's why the toughest coverage of this news has, as always, been foreign news media who are not on Trudeau's payroll. Speaking of which, here's a cabinet minister from Poland where the Nazi SS was particularly brutal, including the particular Nazi battalion that was celebrated in Parliament on Friday. Poland says they want to extradite Trudeau's war hero, Yaroslav Hunka, for war crimes. Now, Hunka's 98. There, there is no statute of limitations on criminal trials, but I, I don't actually know if Poland means to go through with it. But at the very least, this is their way of saying they're grossed out by Trudeau and this embarrassing embrace of that Nazi. But also the fact that that Nazi and many more have lived in Canada for 70 years with no prosecutions. As Joe Warmington pointed out in the Toronto Sun, there's actually a war memorial to those Nazi soldiers in Oakville, Ontario, literally a war memorial for the Nazi SS. That's up and proud, whereas the statue of Sir John A. Macdonald is covered up in Toronto. So yeah, 
go Poland. Now, Rota, the speaker, is gone. I think uh, the bailout media will move on as fast as they possibly can. They'll try to move our attention to something new. Who knows? Maybe with another scandal. I mean, it was just a week ago that Trudeau was starting a diplomatic war against India, the world's largest democracy. Trudeau's cabinet was musing that the Indian government actually wanted to assassinate Trudeau by sabotaging his plane. Listen carefully to this. Sabotage been ruled out and the technical issue in Canada's plane on its trip to India. Uh, there are, that, that, I'm not going to comment on that. There are, uh, there are obviously ongoing concerns. I'm also focused on replacing those planes because we, we, we've already made that step. We've, we've but you're not commenting on if there's any potential sabotage no, that put, left, the, left the plane on that runway. I don't want to, I've got to run Sorry, off to something, but I, I want to. So give Trudeau credit. People have stopped talking about the India fiasco to start talking about the Nazi fiasco. He just needs a third fiasco to change the channel again. And he lost his number one weapon, calling other people Nazis. He can't really do that anymore, can he? Well, of course, he'll, he'll try to, and the CBC will be there to help him. But I was asked a question this morning by a Quebec radio station about this, which was, who knew? Did anyone really know about Yaroslav Hunka? I mean, was it really just a big misunderstanding, as Trudeau and his friends say? Was it really a secret between the speaker, Anthony Rota, whoever wrote his carefully worded speech and the Nazi himself that no one else knew. Is that true? I thought about it, and here's what I said on the Quebec radio station this morning. I said that Christia Freeland must have known. I mean, she speaks Ukrainian fluently. It was actually her first language, she says. She has a home in Ukraine to this day. She visits there frequently. She's very active in the Ukrainian community here in Canada, and she would know very deeply all about Ukrainian nationalists and the Waffen-SS Nazis and those Ukrainians who positively joined the Nazis when they invaded Ukraine and collaborated with them. She would know that because her grandfather was one of them. Her grandfather was a full-blown Nazi. He expropriated a newspaper that had been owned by a Jew, and he turned it into a pro-Nazi propaganda mill. That was Christia Freeland's grandpa. And she tried to cover it up for years. I'm not saying she's a Nazi. I'm not saying that. But she knows all about them. She would have 100% known who this mystery war vet was. You say to her, here's a war hero from Ukraine who in the 1940s fought against the Russians, and she would have known exactly who you meant. You can see, look at that, the pure ecstatic joy on her face as Hanka was given the round of applause, a 98-year-old man that surely made Freeland think of her own Nazi grandfather. How could she not? But here's my point, and here's what I said on the radio. Freeland and Trudeau have been going harder and harder and harder in recent months. I'm not talking about being anti-Russia. I'm not, I'm not talking about the $9 billion Trudeau has given from Canadian taxpayers to Ukraine without so much as a vote in the House of Commons, let alone a real debate. I'm not talking about the ethnopolitics here, about how Trudeau in the past two weeks has had two scandals, both of which are tied to his attempts to politically capitalize on foreign affairs battles here in Canada, Sikhs and in India and Ukraine and Russia. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Trudeau's growing comfort level guided by Christy Freeland, the Nazi's granddaughter, a comfort level with becoming more and more radical. Trudeau has been radicalized. I'm not talking about supporting Ukraine against Russia or, or sending money over there. I'm not calling that the radicalization. I'm talking about Trudeau taking increasingly a strident tone and substance and connecting with radicals so that honoring someone like Hanka 
which would have been unthinkable a few years ago. Well, it's not so much of a stretch for him anymore. I showed you this guy yesterday, Andre Melnick, a disgraced Holocaust denier that Trudeau met with and toured with in June. Not a peep from the mainstream media when he did it, not a peep from any Jewish group, although you might recall I, I did a news story about it, and I sent questions to the official Jewish groups in the country, asking them about it. They were all silent, every one of them. So Trudeau obviously felt confident. I mean, this is the guy who met with him and not a single article about him in the mainstream media. Es gibt keine Belege, dass, dass Bandera-Truppen hunderttausende Juden äh, ermordet haben. Es gibt keine Belege. Es gibt, das ist diese Narrative, dass die Russen bis heute durchsetzen und das in, in Deutschland und in, in, auch in, in Polen und in Israel äh, auch äh, unterstützen können. Denken findet. sich die, die jüdischen Gemeinden das alle aus? Ich weiß nicht, woher sie dieses, äh, diese Daten äh, nehmen, aber ich, ich, ich bin bereit, auch mit den jüdischen Gemeinden darüber äh, sachlich äh, zu reden, wenn sie, äh, wenn sie wirklich äh, nicht nur das wiederholen, was wir seit äh, Jahrzehnten hören. Bandera ist... Äh, es gab Flugblätter, als die Deutschen reingekommen sind nach ja. Lviv. Da hieß es Volk. Das musst du wissen. Moskowiten, Polen, Ungarn und Juden, sie sind deine Feinde. Vernichte sie. Das musst du wissen. Deine Führung. Dein Führer Stepan Bandera. Was für Flugblätter. Das, das Als die Deutschen gerade einmarschiert sind, da äh, haben sie quasi an die Bevölkerung das verteilt, die ja noch unter äh, anderer Herrschaft dann da waren. Die haben sich ja mit den Deutschen verbrüdert. Das ist doch ganz klar. Also... Und ich frage mich, frag mich halt, ich meine, ich verstehe... Also ich werde André. dir heute nicht sagen, dass ich mich davon distanziere. Mo, mo, und das war's. Ja, das, und das, das war's. Das, 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 ist, das ist ja das deine ist, Entscheidung. Ich ja, das ist meine Entscheidung ich, und ich, das ich, kannst ich du nicht verstehen, aber weil... Ich verstehe nicht, ja. wie man jemanden als Helden bezeichnen kann, der gleichzeitig Massenmörder von Juden und Polen war. Bandera war kein Massenmörder von Juden und Polen. Er war kein Massenmörder. So if you're hanging out with an outright Holocaust denier and the media and the official Jews give you a pass, you're feeling pretty confident that you're bulletproof on this stuff, aren't you? If the only people who call you out for holding a scarf in Nazi colors are independent media, no mainstream media guys, you're starting to learn that there really are no boundaries anymore, are they? Did you actually see Trudeau's speech on Friday, not the one in Parliament, but the one at the Royal York Hotel? Here's a clip from the internet. This is so over the top. It's so angry. Forget the substance. Just look at this guy's face. You don't see rage, Trudeau, that often. When was the last time he expressed this deep hatred? Here, take a look at him on Friday. Canadians know this is a question of right or wrong. Canadians know that, yes, it is incredibly hard for Ukraine to continue to stand against Russian aggression. And let's be honest, it's hard for the democracies around the world who are there to support their citizens, who are investing for the future, who are challenged with a challenging economy around the world to continue to step up as Canada has with close to $9 billion in aid for Ukraine. But we will because the cost on Canadians, on our lives, on our world, will be so much greater if Putin wins this war that we will and have to stand every single day until Ukraine wins this war. Last time he was like this when he was raging against the unvaccinated. Remember this? If you don't want to get vaccinated, that's your choice. But don't think you can get on a plane or a train beside vaccinated people. <laughs> 
Look at his face. If Putin wins this war, that we will and have to stand every single day until Ukraine wins this war. And did you catch that slogan on the wall? You've probably heard Slava Ukraini, which means glory to Ukraine. But then there was another one on the wall, Heroyam Slava, if I'm saying that right, which means glory to the military heroes. That sounds pretty innocuous, right? And I'm sure it could be said that way. But it was actually the slogan of a violent partisan group called the Ukrainian Insurgent Army. They had sort of a call and response. Uh, here's one of their posters. You can see it. It says Slava Ukraini at the top, glory to Ukraine. And then Heroyam Slava, glory to the heroes, by which they meant their heroes. Now, I'm not comparing it to the Nazi slogan Sieg Heil, that literally means glory to victory or hail victory. You can say Slava Ukraini today without being a fascist, obviously. And I think you can say Heroyam Slava without being a fascist, too. It's just that between the flags and the scarves and the SS Nazis and the Holocaust deniers and now the actual deniers and actual Nazis, maybe Trudeau should dial it back a bit. Maybe he's getting a little bit unmoored. I find Trudeau incredibly irritating when he does his fake, caring sound, his male feminist sound. Hey, let's go on a date. You know, when he tweets out about being on Team Barbie <laughs> or, or when he sits in that way with his legs crossed. And I'm sorry, that's not how men sit. But that's when he's in his I'm precious mode. And I find it repulsive, but that's him. And it actually works for him. It's really weird to see the Team Barbie guy shouting and threatening like this. The cost on Canadians, on our lives, on our world will be so much greater if Putin wins this war that we will and have to stand every single day until Ukraine wins this war. What's my point? Anthony Rode had deserved to be fired, of course, but it, but it could be true that he really didn't know what he was doing. It really did seem like he was reading some script written by someone else. But Christy Freeland, she knew exactly what she was doing and what was going on and who this guy was. And Justin Trudeau, well, you tell me. I actually think he's stunned by what happened over the last couple of days. He's getting away. He's been getting away with anything, everything for more than a year. And he thought... He had the media well-trained. It just didn't work this time, the most important time. I wonder if the embarrassment of today is enough to make him change his ways. Huh. Yeah, we'll see. Stay with us for an interview about this with our friend Viva Fry. about this scandal, the scandal of Yaroslav Hanka, is that other than independent Twitterers like myself, the story had earlier interest from foreign sources as opposed to Canadian. And I find that telltale because remember, all eyes were focused on the Canadian parliament. You had all MPs from all parties there. You had various dignitaries who were not members of parliament and you had all the national media as well as other media and none of them thought anything was odd about introducing a Canadian-Ukrainian war hero who fought the Russians during the Second World War. No one said, what does that mean? No one thought of what this battalion was. The first 
quote, mainstream publication to write about this was actually the Jewish Daily Forward, a hundred-year-old newspaper in New York. They wrote about this before any Canadian medium did. And even today, I feel like the regime media in Canada are too busy making excuses and trying to heap all the blame on the scapegoat, the Speaker of the House, Rota, and giving an easy buy to Christia Freeland and Justin Trudeau. Well, one former Canadian now based in the U.S. of A., who has done yeoman's work on this, and I think who has put to shame most Canadian journalists, is our friend David Freiheit, who goes by the name Viva Fry Online. And we've caught him in California today, where he is to take in the Republican debate tomorrow. David, or I'll call you Viva, your YouTube and Rumble personality. Great to see you again. Thanks for taking time out of your day in California. I think you see more clearly what's going on in Canada because you're no longer here. What do you think of that? Ezra, it's a scandal of epic proportions. When you tweeted out, uh, you had a thread and you said, I hope I'm wrong, but this guy looks like a, a an SS Nazi soldier. And you look into it, and then you watch the video. First of all, Rota is a scapegoat. There's no question about it, because when they're announcing this guy, Zelensky knows damn well who he is. And maybe not by name, but I'd be suspicious if it weren't also by name, because this guy, Hunka, had a history in Canada. He knows the history of Ukraine. Mm -hmm. These buffoon parliamentarians are giving a standing ovation to someone who fought valiantly against our allies. Yeah. SS, Nazi soldier or not, they have so little understanding of what they're doing. They're a bunch of virtue signaling seals mm -hmm. clapping it up when they think they found a hero who's fighting a current day enemy, real or fake, not even processing that that made him an, uh, an Axis force back in World War II fighting an allied force. They don't yeah. think about it. Yeah. Um, but, but everybody knows what's going on here. Christopher Freeland, if she didn't know him by name, she knew him by what his history represented. Zelensky, when he's accepting the ovations, knows damn well what this is because it's part and parcel of their history. The Canadian government, on the one hand, I think knows about it, and on the conservative side are just ignorant, virtue-signaling buffoons right. that say, hey, this guy's a hero. We should clap. Let's just get up and clap. We have no idea what we're clapping at. Yeah. You know, I... It's very rare for me to say anything in support of the Liberals, but I saw someone who was in that room. He's not a member of Parliament. Remember, this was MPs plus, plus, plus. It was all the establishment who wanted to be there at this exciting moment. And one of them was a, a lawyer named Jason Cherniak, and I remember him from student politics days. And he said, he explained what it was like for him there. He's Jewish, by the way. And he said... It happened so quickly, he didn't know this guy would be introduced. He was introduced in, in that strange, halting way. Everybody stands up to applaud. So just out of sort of peer pressure, like at the end of a, a Broadway show, and everyone stands up to applaud, you sort of do it. And, and he said he didn't know who he was applauding. He was applauding because everybody else was. And when he later sort of learned the detail, maybe he didn't even hear it properly, when he later heard the details, he was appalled at what he had done. I believe that he was telling the truth. And I bet that's the truth for most of the MPs. If you're a regular MP from, I don't know, Toronto, what do you know about Ukrainian history? You should probably tweak into a guy in the 40s fighting Russia and Ukraine. That sounds weird. But you cannot give that same pass to Christia Freeland, whose own grandpa 
was a Nazi activist. You can't give that same pass to Zelensky, who deals with fascists in his own country and tries to have some sort of a detente with them. I but, think there were people who should have known better. There's no question. There's people who knew better. They knew yeah. damn well. Christopher yeah. Freeland, Justin Trudeau, right. Rota are not going to convince me they didn't know. Right. And if they didn't know, that's still just as damning because right. they're marching us into a war right now in a conflict, the history of which they don't have the slightest understanding about. Right. And yet these are the idiots shipping off billions of our dollars and walking us into World War III without an understanding of the history. They can't understand the present, let alone the future. And either they are ignorant at best or malicious at worst. Yeah. There's no excusing it. I gave Cherniak a bit of a hard time online yeah. because right after the incident, and I made a joke about how Pierre Poilievre looked really uncomfortable clapping. He was just like begrudgingly clapping. And this was before anybody really knew what was going on. I said, Pierre, you're not going to get any brownie points for a lackluster clap. If you don't right. want to clap, don't clap. Right. And yet all these people, they just clap. They don't know what they're clapping at. And yet they're the ones governing us. They're the ones shipping off billions of our taxpayer dollars to fund a proxy war in, the, in, in Russia, Ukraine. That's killing hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians. And they're the ones making decisions despite being ignorant at best, malicious at worst. Yeah. You know, let me tell you a personal story. I, I remember about a dozen years ago when Stephen Harper was prime minister, I was sort of friends with him. And I was frankly closer friends with his wife, Lorene Harper, who I knew first. And I had a book launch at 24 Sussex Drive. Book launch is a big word. It was a pizza party. And I was just going there as a guest of Lorene Harper. I had to, in advance, give the name and a one-line description of everyone I invited. And they had to be vetted first by the RCMP for security and second by some sort of political eyes to make sure that in even in my mini pizza party, and I'm, I'm sort of laughing at myself even describing it, but my point is even to go to a private event, a private event, I'm calling it a book launch. It was, I had 20 friends over there and we had pizza and, and I had a book launch. I had to go through hoops and there was no media there. It wasn't a public event. There was no, even the prime minister himself didn't come till later. My point besides a little bit of a show off here is that you couldn't even get into the property without being vetted by at least two sets of eyes. I don't believe for a second that they didn't vet this guy. And he was the guest of honor. They called him out. They hollered at him. He, he stood up. He cheered. I do not believe that only Speaker Rhoda knew who he was. I don't believe it. I don't believe someone who micromanages his media as much as Trudeau didn't know who that was. Ezra, you don't believe it because you weren't born yesterday. And yeah. the only people who purport to want to believe it are, are, I mean, they're dishonest because it is, it's laughable on its face that Trudeau doesn't know who he is, that Christian Freeland with her history, her ancestry doesn't know if not who he was by name, who he yeah. was by battalion. Zelensky bloody well knows yeah. while he's doing his rounds with his hands out asking for billions of our dollars so they can finance every aspect of their government. He's literally knowingly accepting a standing ovation for an SS Nazi yeah. Yeah. Uh, soldier. Yeah. There's no excusing it in any respect, way, shape, or form. And then you have the, the audacity coming from Karina Gould, yeah. uh, invoking her her Jewish ancestry, I think, to say, well, uh, I, I'm blameless, or yeah. I, I'm a victim in this, wanting to erase it from yeah. the uh, from the archives or whatever the records are. Yeah. I mean, it's they, they, if anybody else had done this, if this had been conservatives, it would be resign yesterday. But because they're liberals and because they're the ones who are always weaponizing the system and always purporting to be victims, now they say, 
delete history, delete yeah. us giving a standing ovation to a Nazi. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, it, it's it's almost worse than the incident. Oh, yeah. And Karina Gould saying, hey, everybody, don't politicize. She used her sad voice. Don't politicize this. This is a bad thing. We can't politicize it now. And and the fact that she wanted to have it deleted, I don't know if you remember the book 1984. What was the job of the hero in the book, Winston Smith? He would go to work at the Ministry of Truth, and his job was to delete, or in those days, cut out newspaper articles and glue in a new version of history to change what had happened. Karina Gould literally lived the Orwellian story of wanting to revise history. I, I, made, I made the joke, it's a, it's a digital book burning. And yeah. I said to Karina in a tweet, you know who else was engaged in book burnings? Yeah. But it, it's, don't politicize it. Yeah. There was one Nazi flag, one yeah. swastika at the entire Ottawa protest, origin unknown, intent unknown. And they weaponized that, politicized that to, to write off the entire protest as yeah. Nazi extremists, right-wingers, misogynists, xenophobes, transphobes, everything. Yeah. It's, it's not that they don't have standards. They are lawless in their application of rules. And I will, for the rest of my life, hold them to their own standards. I'm never going to let them forget about this. Yeah. This needs to be an international scandal. Yeah. And it needs to highlight the fact that our governments are funding a regime that has a Nazi problem. Yeah. Current and past. And yeah. if they don't know it, Justin Trudeau just let the cat out of the bag by making it an international incident. Yeah. You know, it's funny you mentioned the fake Nazi flag that just happened to be revealed for one second and an unknown photographer took the photo <laughs> and it was circulated. So obviously a stitch up or a false flag moved by an agent provocateur. Compare the rage levels from Trudeau and Freeland and Karina Gould the rage levels for a fake Nazi with their lack of rage for a real Nazi. I mean, you would think, you know, they're, they're calling everyone like a Nazi. You're like a Nazi. You're like a Nazi. Well, here's an actual Nazi who served in the SS, and then they take their tone down and were embarrassed. But you'll notice this. They say they're embarrassed, but none of them have actually condemned the Nazi for being a Nazi. They say it was... Did Go you ahead. hear the, the audacity of Dr Trudeau's apology? He somehow worked in Russian propaganda and Russian disinformation in his apology, which didn't even include the words, I screwed up. Yeah. And by the way, you know who certainly hasn't apologized for it? Zelensky. Yeah. The guy knew damn well he's not distancing himself from the Nazi history of Ukraine, past and present. But yeah. Justin Trudeau comes in and says, we have to we have to push back against Russian propaganda and Russian disinformation. No, we have to push back against liberals giving standing ovations to Nazis. That's what yeah. we have to push back. Against. Well, and and that's the point because he's more concerned about what people, in this case Russia, will say about what he did do than what he <laughs> did do. He's more worried about well, Russia's going to say bad things. We have to push back at them for saying the bad things. Not a word about the bad thing. I mean that. I, if you look at Melanie Jolie, uh, Justin Trudeau, all of the, the people who have spoken on the record, and it's not very many, not one of them will say this man, other than the Polish government, which is now talking about extraditing him. And we, we do have a bit of a Nazi problem here in Canada, but it's not the one that Trudeau tells you. It's not the truckers. It's not Muslim parents who are worried about what their kids are learning in gender ideology class. 
Canada allowed thousands of actual Nazis to come into the country. A generation ago, there was a case of uh, Demanyuk. John Demanyuk was the name of an accused Nazi. And I, I can't remember how the trial resolved. I don't think he was convicted in the end. If I'm just going from memory here. It's hard to prosecute someone when the facts and the evidence is, you know, almost 100 years old and there's no one left. I don't know if Poland will actually extradite this guy and prosecute him, but I think they're making the point, you let this guy stay in your country like he was the boys from Brazil for 70 years. I mean, we like to make fun of Argentina and Brazil for harboring Nazis after the war. Canada did it too, and I'm not calling everyone yep. a Nazi, and you're a Nazi, and you're a Nazi. I'm not saying that. That's the liberal way. We actually did have some real Nazis in this country, and as Joe Warmington pointed out in The Sun today, they actually have a Nazi monument in Oakville. I, I say, Ezra, at some point, the guy's 98 years old. He's beyond prosecution. Mm -hmm. he, he's no longer reflective of a, of a current problem above and beyond the reality of what's going on in Ukraine and the ignorance of our government. I'm, I'm not the one... I, Poland wants to extradite him. I don't know. Go ahead. He's 98. He's beyond prosecution. He's beyond right. punishment for what he's done. Right. But our government is not beyond punishment for what it's done. Right. And there has to be political right. hell to pay for this. Right. It's not an accident. Right. It's not something you can sweep under the rug and delete yeah. from the archives and forgive and forget. Yeah. yeah. Horse crap. On blast forever, Ezra. Yeah, I think you're right. And, and that, I think, may be the only uh, positive legacy here is that maybe, just maybe, liberals and their... Uh, allies in the regime media will be slightly less likely to call you or me or truckers or parents worried about their kids Nazis for fear of reminding the world about what they've done. David, it's great to connect with you. Thanks for carving out time in the middle of your day. I'm, tell, tell me a little bit more about what you're up to and where we can follow your work. You're down there covering the debates. When are those debates? Will you be covering them? How will you and what channel? What's the best way that people can follow you? Best way to follow is Rumble Viva Fry. The, Rumble's got the online um, streaming exclusive of the debate. Fox okay. has the broadcast version. So as of two o'clock tomorrow, I'm going to be on site. Uh, it's at this very cool. I think it's called the 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 Reagan Museum. I think it's, right. it's a very cool place up in Laguna Hills. And so I came down last night so I could get a day here. Actually, I, I'm wearing a, a, a wetsuit on my lower half because I'm surfing for a couple of hours mm -hmm. now. But tomorrow I'm going to be all day streaming, uh, you know, interviewing, seeing who I can meet. And then when the event happens, I'm going to be covering it, doing an after thing as well. Uh, so it's going to be on Rumble. It's going to be on my Locals channel, vivabarneslaw.locals.com. And I'll be doing some stuff today. Right now I just... Uh, the waves out in California are a little bit bigger than the waves in Florida, so i got to try to serve some of the big ones here. Right on. Well, listen, have fun tomorrow. The debate is going to be lively. Is Donald Trump participating in this one? No, Donald Trump is not. Uh, you know, there's going to be the same crew who's going to be down there. I think Don right. Jr. is coming down. Uh, Dave Rubin's coming down. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's going to be a number of people covering it. It's going to be phenomenal, and it's going to be a little bit more intimate than the last one in Milwaukee. So mm -hmm. hopefully I'm going to get, uh, you know, a few more quieter interviews. Um, but it's going to be a, 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 an amazing event even if Trump's not going to be there, and there will be some heckling, there'll be some screaming, and there'll be some, uh, you know, live reaction. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. David Freiheit, also known as Viva Fry, joining us from California. Great to see you, my friend. Stay with us. Thank you very much, Edward. Oh, it's a pleasure. Your letters to me, next. Welcome back. Your letters to me. Bruce Atchison says, I must write my MP. She was doubtless there in Parliament when the Ukrainian war criminal was applauded. 
Listen, as I mentioned about this guy named Jason Cherniak, who was just in the in the crowd, he didn't quite hear who was being introduced. It was so quick. The introduction was not really an honest introduction. And so everyone stands up and applauds, and he sort of did it um, almost robotically, I'd say. And I, I don't blame him for that. I mean, okay, what? who is that guy? He was obviously vetted. We're supposed to stand up. I'll stand up and clap. Like, have you ever done? Of course you've done that. We've all done that. I think most people in that room didn't know what was going on, but a few did, including Christian Freeland. Kitty Govenlock says, anyone invited to attend Parliament must be vetted by Trudeau's security. And they failed miserably. Trudeau should be the one to step down, not Speaker Rota. All they had to do was check online and his history is there. Oh, exactly. As I mentioned to Viva Fry, I had to give the name in a one-line description of the people I invited to a private pizza party at Laureen Harper's. And, and Stephen Harper wasn't even there till later. It wasn't a public event. Don't tell me Trudeau is not at least as stringent. Joel Stewart says, what a disgrace to the human race. You know, uh, I think all the blame for inviting him lies with the liberals, but he's been in Canada for 70 years. There were a lot of conservative governments during that time, too. And they didn't invite them to parliament, it's true. But they've abided thousands of Nazis in this country. Well, that's our show for today. Until tomorrow, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, to you at home, good night. And keep fighting for freedom. Mm -hmm.